Hello and welcome to another long-awaited episode of Cranky Talk, a show for avgeeks and non-avgeeks alike. We continue to tackle everything happening in the aviation world in the time of COVID, and this week, Dave takes the wheel because he went to Europe, and I want to hear about it. Uh, yeah, this is a first-hand experience about travel in the time of COVID. And you somehow came back, so I guess that means Cranky Talk continues. Uh, for now. Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> look, uh, I know everyone is excited, but first, I'd like to thank our Cranky Network Award sponsors. Uh, we have new ones joining up, and we are getting excited for the event on February 24th, uh, 2022. I'm, I'm so excited. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, that makes one of us. Uh, oh, come on. <laughs> Dave will be there. Uh, I'm pretty excited. We'll talk about that more later. All right. So as much as I'd like to just hear about all the German beer you drank and Italian food you stuffed in your face, we <laughs> should probably just stick to the, uh, the airline travel-related stuff, you know, since that's uh, kind of what we do here. Sure. I mean... I do hate to deprive the listeners uh, of descriptions of wonderful Tuscan lunches and uh, bolognese cured meats. And ladies and gentlemen, we're announcing the beginning of the <laughs> Cranky Chef podcast, hosted by Dave. <laughs> the network keeps growing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fine. Um, I would like to state at the top of this podcast that... These are my experiences. Well, it would be weird um, if it was someone else's experiences. <laughs> uh, yeah, this pod is a response to those critics who say we don't travel enough. Um, <laughs> Do you mean you... the critic? <laughs> By the way, the, the it was me. It wasn't you. So this isn't helping. Well, I take everything personally. Um, okay. If you travel abroad, uh, your experience may be different. Uh, I am not suggesting that you should not follow the COVID rules of any country or airline. You should follow all of the rules and hopefully enjoy yourself wherever you go. You know what? Listeners may think we have lawyers, but we don't. <laughs> this is just Dave being paranoid. But I will say this uh, th This makes me think it's fair to say that uh, maybe enforcement of the rules was, uh, was uh, inconsistent. Yep. <laughs> Great. <laughs> That's wonderful. All right, let, let's start with the flights. What happened? Okay, uh, so this trip was a roller coaster on a couple different levels. Uh, we were starting our trip uh, in Germany, uh, and leading up to the trip, the U.S. was on Germany's high-risk list, meaning we'd have to fill out a digital locator form before travel. Uh, we were all set to do that, um, but the week of our trip, Germany took the U.S. off the list. Uh, so all we had to do to get in was upload our vaccine credentials to the airline, uh, and that's where the problem started. So I'm, I'm confused why Germany would take us off the list knowing that you were coming. <laughs> that seems like yeah, just, they were, they were like step ready it for, up for my arrival. DEFCON 1 or something. <laughs> but all right, so the problems, yes. The, and let me tell everyone, <laughs> I am well aware of these problems because we use Slack and Dave decided there were it was time to slack so many slack messages it's so. it's been a it's been a long time since uh, uh, since the last time I traveled I really wanted this trip to happen so 
Uh, tensions were a little bit high. Um, <laughs> it's all right. Well, all right. So you you explain everything, so I don't just have to read the Slack messages to people. Right. And okay. To so <laughs> sure. All right. So we were flying into Paris and connecting there to Munich. Our first flight was on Delta and uploading our vaccine credentials to the Delta website or app uh, was not happening. No uploaded vaccine credentials, no check-in. You advised me to get to the airport early and check in there, so that's what we did. Our Amazing. group, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> Look at this sage advice that I have for you. Like, hey, it didn't work, go to the airport. <laughs> our group was all flying out of SeaTac, so we made our way there three-ish hours early. Uh, and checked in pretty easily, but the line was very long. Yeah, and this does not sound difficult. No, it was not difficult. Uh... <laughs> so everyone remember, <laughs> if you can't check in, just go to the airport where the airplanes are. Yes, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's not difficult. Uh, we, you know, the line was long, but the person who checked us in did it very quickly. Um, we got ourselves a pre-trip drink and then we boarded where I ran into a biometric screener. Um, I have no idea where the picture of my face was loaded, but I took my mask down and, uh, my face got scanned. So more on that later. Mm, your picture is probably passport database or somewhere, something. I mean, there, there are plenty of places. Could have been the, the <laughs> camera they installed in the men's room. Yep. Uh, Any of those. Yeah, hope, hope not, but okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So, but it was the vaccine card thing, right? Yes. You you had to upload that or show it to them. I guess they they what did they did they scan it or something mm. at the ticket counter? They just looked. They at just it. looked at it. And they were fine with our janky ass U.S. cards, they, right? Like it's here's our cardboard. Yeah, yeah, do whatever. You mean the easily forged handwritten cards? Yes, those those yeah. those were fine, but they were laughed at extensively everywhere we had to present it uh, in Europe. Right. Yes. Excuse me while I roll my <laughs> eyes here. So, all right then. So then you go fly, fly, and then what? Uh. So then Paris happened. Oh, wee wee. What? One of the worst connecting experiences in the world on a good day. And now, with COVID protocols. Yeah. Uh, I should be clear here that I'm talking about uh, Charles de Gaulle. Um, I've, had, yes. I've had fine experiences at Orly. Um, but uh, <laughs> like somehow, <laughs> the French have just figured out how to ruin one airport. Okay. Uh, yeah, so this is Charles de Gaulle. Um, we landed and we had to make our connecting flight on Lufthansa. Uh, Which I think we should be clear here. You flew in on Delta connecting on Lufthansa, right? This this is yes. this is not like one ticket. This, this is, is a, yes, a sorry. Whole thing. Yeah, this is so. not one ticket. This is two tickets. Uh so you know, we gave ourselves we gave ourselves a pretty big buffer here, uh, you know, a five hour layover, but yeah, two tickets. Um we also couldn't check into Lufthansa in advance. Um so Sacre bleu. right. So we had to do that, uh, and get our boarding passes. So we got off the plane, a very polite airport employee explained to us that to get to our gate, we'd have to exit and make our way to the other side of the airport. Okay, all right, hold on. That's that's a bit of an exaggeration there. It's not like Lufthansa's in Terminal 1, but yeah, okay, the other side of that terminal, at least. <laughs> no, but, okay, it, 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 no, but it was Terminal 2, and it was far yeah. from where we were. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> But the real problem was when we got to the passport control line. 
Um, that's where panic started to set in. The which is a great place to panic. Right. That's usually where you have the easiest ability to just get out. So. Uh, yeah, so the line was enormous um, and very poorly constructed. Um, <laughs> this is why you need to go through the UK. They're very good at queuing. <laughs> so, yeah, there were uh, there were only two people stamping passports, so it was going to take a while to get through this uh, in huge, enormous line. Um, uh, we had a, again, we had a five-hour layover, but by the time we got to the front of the line. Uh, we barely had an hour to get to our terminal, check in, find our gate. Uh, I'm very glad we all decided to backpack and nobody checked anything. So, for, like four hours, three hours in a packed room? Yeah. with This is great COVID protocol right here. Yeah, this is solid. Many hundreds. I mean, everybody was wearing a mask. Um, but yeah, well, yeah, many hundreds of people just on top of each other breathing the same I love it. air i love it and the heater was on and so do we uh, the heater was on <laughs> and did they have spikes coming out of the floor just for fun yeah so hold on here's what i can't figure out though is so was it slow because of covid stuff or was it just they like were understaffed there were just two random people and they had to go on smoke breaks or something i don't think it was slow because of covid stuff there did not seem to be many covid protocols happening uh in a packed okay. room um i think it was slow because there were just two people stamping passports and uh you know that system wasn't great and then periodically you'd have people cutting into the front of the line uh you know because they of special circumstances or whatever so that delayed things even more it was just a huge mess viva la france yeah it was not good so All right, well either way you made your flight and i do so hold on did the uh did the gate the check-in agents for lufthansa i feel like a <laughs> french agent working for a german airline if anyone's going to laugh at your vaccine cards it's them uh yeah they <laughs> There, there was a special eye roll reserved for our puny paper cards. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, we were able to check in. We got our boarding passes, and then we booked it to our gate. Okay. And then you flew and landed and drowned yourself in pints of beer. Uh, liters of beer, not pints. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so we just so happened to be landing in Germany during a very bad COVID time. Uh, more on that later. Uh, but, but we keep saying later, <laughs> we don't have that much time, but, but we had our vaccine cards and we were able to pretty much go wherever we wanted. Um, except the Christmas markets. You canceled German Christmas. You, you're a bad person. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So Germany was fine despite the COVID madness. And then you were on to Italy. Uh, yes, but, uh, I'll talk about that after the break. It's weird being on this side of the pod. Dave. Dave. Let's let's talk about the Cranky Network Awards again. Okay, I guess I'm good with that. The sponsors are lining up, Dave. <laughs> I'm pleased to announce Boeing has joined us. I'm looking forward to some sweet, sweet models at the event. That is a company I know, so that's very cool for you. <laughs> for you, what, it, for us, this is, we're gonna have such a good time at this thing. Look, they're joining up with Ontario International Airport, Landline, Southern Airways Express, Mokalele, and the Air Current, and we have more that we're talking to still. It's it's very exciting. We're gonna have so much fun. 
This is going to be fun. I know, I know. Look, Landline is even bringing out one of its buses. And since LAX is so far away from Pasadena, uh, they're going to shuttle people that arrive there to the venue. Does that mean I could just drive up to LAX and take the shuttle? Heck yeah, it does. Let's just ride back and forth all day. You know, they have streaming entertainment on board, so. Uh, I did not know that, but that sounds like a good way to go. I know. (laughs) And I will say, we are still open to a couple more sponsors if companies are interested. Uh, We we don't have a huge number of spots left, but uh, if you are interested, just send a note to cna-sponsor at crankyflyer.com, and we will be in touch. Okay, so you killed Christmas in Germany and then just decided to uh, spread your cheer to Italy. So uh, what happened on that flight? Um, this was a bit more straightforward. We were flying Air Dolomiti from Munich to Venice. Uh, nice. Air, Air, Air Dolomiti is uh, Lufthansa's Italian airline or something like that. Um, <laughs> That's almost right. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> <laughs> they specialize in Italy, uh, mostly from Munich. Uh, whatever, you don't care. All no. right, moving on. Uh, Airplane flies by. It was a point A to point B situation. So uh, just like our flight from Paris, we could not upload our COVID uh, info uh, when we tried to check in online. So we went to the uh, check-in desk at the Munich airport. To get into Italy, we had to be vaccinated and we had to have a negative viral COVID test taken at least 48 hours before departure. Um, I recommend getting antigen tests as long as governments keep allowing them. They are much cheaper um, and you can get the results faster than PCR tests. But if you're worried about this, then maybe consider keeping your travel within one country. Well, Okay, but if you can do antigen tests, that's pretty easy. And yes. for for those who uh, do care, the U.S. still allows antigen tests, which uh, for use when you return back home. So, um, you know, every country is different. Though the U.K. used to allow they call them lateral flow, but mm-hmm. now it's PCR only. Yep. So yeah, the, everything just keeps changing. It's a giant mess. Good times for everyone, but. It's worth uh, it. You got to go to Italy. Yes. Contact your favorite travel agent uh, to stay up to date on all of the rules. Is your favorite <laughs> travel agent Cranky Concierge? Uh, yes. Specifically the uh, Dave and Brett Slack. Uh, oh, <laughs> no. No. That, we're not opening that up to the public. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> But, um, yeah, anyway, so the person who checked us in asked to see our vaccine cards, but not our tests. Hold on. Was that just because they wanted to laugh at your vaccine card, or were they actually checking it? <laughs> they, no, they were actually checking it, but, yes, okay, also, right. also, I'm sure it provides a little bit of uh, comic relief. Um, when I pointed out that he did not ask for our tests, um, he told me, oh, no, they'll check that when you land. Uh, <laughs> we, all, we all shrugged and went on our way. Okay. You have so far said nothing about the flights, Dave. I am bored with you. Um, Some of the flying buses that we rode were big. Uh, Some of the flying buses were small. This flight uh, from Munich to Venice was on a very small plane, which sent my fiancé into a panic spiral. Uh, So that was not fun for that short flight. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. Erdolamidi has nothing under 100 seats. That's not tiny. Uh, Well, you know, you can talk to her. (laughs) Okay, let's get her on the pod. Uh, it didn't go it. over great. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, I'll mention here, though, that the Europeans are not messing around with masking. Um, before takeoff on either Lufthansa flight, the flight attendants came by to make sure everyone was wearing at least a surgical mask. Um, nearly everywhere we went in Germany and Italy, this was enforced indoors. Uh, no cloth mask nonsense. Uh, in Germany, it was N95 or bust. Uh, I had to go buy an N95 mask from the Hofbrauhaus gift shop. <laughs> Do you think they sell those? Because too many people throw up in their masks. <laughs> they need replacements. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of beer. It's a lot of beer involved at, at, at a trip to the Hofbrau House. So, so many liters. Uh, yeah. All right. So, it's, but someone actually mass policed you. You had to go and and get that in the gift shop. Uh-huh. This is shocking to me. What? What's the penalty uh, for failure to comply, like murder, public flogging? What do they do to you? Uh, well, it meant that I could not walk from the check-in area at Hofbrau House to my table where I could sit without my mask on. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it just, it just meant uh, denial of entry into uh, an establishment that I really wanted to go to. All right. and But you had a mask, just not a... N95. Uh, yeah, I had a mask, just a, a surgical mask, but not an N95 one. But, you know, I got I it. I got it. Okay. All right. So we're back in Venice. Um, your fiance has survived her <laughs> horrible, horrible experience on a delightful aircraft, I'm sure. Uh, and then, obviously, the Italians had a very efficient and robust system for checking your test results. No. Uh, not at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we walked off the plane. Nobody checked our test results. And the most I saw was on the ceiling. Uh, they had those um, uh, thermometers. Uh, so, you know, that's it. That was the... Uh, you think it's a thermometer, but that's where they're taking your picture for the biometrics. Sure. Uh, but yeah. Actually, not at all. <laughs> They're just judging your fashion. Uh, yeah, nobody nobody ever checked our tests. It was a huge waste of time. Whatever. <sighs> uh, while we were there, though, we um, while we were in Italy, uh, we took trains from Venice to Bologna, then on to Florence, and then eventually to Rome with a day trip to Naples. A day trip to Naples. I, this is a pizza quest. Huh? I, I bet it was a pizza quest. It was 100% just a pizza quest. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, I definitely lost count of how many I ate. You, sir, are an animal. Uh, you, sir, need to develop vacation belly. Anything is possible. <laughs> I, sir, <laughs> developed that sitting at home. I'm very skilled in the art. But, all right, enough of this. You had a great time in Italy. Everything's fine. Then you came home, not like anything major was happening in COVID land during this time. I'm sure it's super easy and everything is great. Uh, right. Uh, sure. The world was just treated to a whole brand new variant. Uh, yes. Omicron has entered the chat. Yeah. About halfway through the trip, um, I started getting news alerts about a potential new variant. And then all of a sudden, the landscape started to shift beneath our feet. Earthquake. <laughs> oh, oh, proverbial. I got it. Yeah. I'm sure you were very relaxed the whole time, as was your panicked fiance. Uh, well, I had a low grade wine buzz going my entire time in Italy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was, pre- I was pretty relaxed. Um, it didn't stop me from panicking a bit about the new, what the new rules would be. 
Um, you know, so far, this administration has tried to not catch people completely off guard when they make new COVID rules, uh, at least when it comes to travel. Um, so I was optimistic that whenever the president announced the new rules for international travel, we'd be outside the change window. Um, I was mostly worried about having to have a negative PCR test to come home because the turnaround time on those is nowhere near as fast as the antigen tests. Yeah, well, that is true. And, and I mean, they didn't even say initially whether they were going to still allow antigen or not. I think most people just assumed it because it would be impossible otherwise pretty much. Right. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, th- this was not fun for us over here on this side of the Atlantic with our clients. <laughs> you missed all the fun, and I would like to take this opportunity to publicly shame Morocco and Israel for horrible, ridiculous <laughs> policies that are just insane. Uh, yeah, well, I'm glad we weren't in either of those two places. Um, We we got pretty lucky that uh, the president announced the rule changes just before we were scheduled to leave, and the changes didn't take effect until after our flight home. Um, In any case, the type of test required did not change. Um, The window has changed. Uh, before it had to be 72 hours uh, from from your flight. Uh, now you have to go get a test 24 hours before your flight uh, or within 24 hours from your flight. Uh, it's, it's actually not, within one day. It's not the actual hours now. So okay. All right. Well, actually, that's that's good. That's that's important. Yeah. Um, uh, it's not the most fun thing to do on your last day of vacation, but it's not terrible. Okay, so you got your positive test, and then you bribed the pharmacist to give you a negative one. Uh, <laughs> that, that is definitely not what happened, uh, though I will say that the pharmacist who gave us our test was pretty hardcore about getting uh, deep in the nose, so that sucked. Oh, I love a good brain stabbing. It reminds <laughs> me of the early days of the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, all right, so you got your test, uh, illicitly or not, we, who's to say? Uh, and then what? Uh, then we had to print out and sign an attestation form um, that we didn't have COVID or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then we made our way to the airport. Uh, we flew Swiss home with a stop in Zurich. Uh, so we had to fill out a digital form to enter Switzerland. Uh, we again could not upload our COVID info ahead of time. So we had to check in at the airport. I'm surprised you kept trying. I mean, in what world do you think you can upload a piece of cardboard with handwriting on it? Uh, you should have just stuck with wine and pizza, man. I I figured it'd work at least once. But no. But no. Um, the person who checked us in uh, glanced at our vaccine cards, uh, the Swiss barcode, and the COVID tests. Um, I mean, this could have been any barcode. Look at them uh, <laughs> testing, looking at COVID tests, though. That's a big step up from Italy. So, uh, yeah, no, they definitely, they definitely looked at our COVID tests. Um, and then we were on our way. Um, our first flight was delayed about half an hour, so that complicated things when we got to Zurich. Um, uh, incredibly, they had more than two people working passport control, so we got through that pretty quickly and. Uh, once again, I went through a biometric screening, so that was interesting. Maybe that's where, uh, my picture ended up somewhere in some passport database. Mm. Um, once we were at our gate though, we had to do another round of inspection that an angry Swiss airport employee explained to me was for TSA. Um, so she grilled me about where I went, why I went and where I stayed. It was really weird. 
I don't know. It doesn't sound that intense. It maybe if there was like, was she searching you physically? Is this like wishful thinking on your part? <laughs> uh, no comment. Um, <laughs> you were not there, so it's my no. word against yours. It's true. But uh, yeah, it was not the most fun conversation. Um, she stamped our boarding passes, um, and we got through that, and then we got on our plane and sat back for the long ride home. See, this is like Swiss efficiency, though. I mean, you if you had a five-hour connection in Zurich, you'd have four and a half hours <laughs> to uh, sit around and do nothing. Right. This is why you, you – like, they're right next door to each other, but so different. Very different. Uh, all right. Anyway, back to airplanes. Anything? Airplanes? This is an aviation podcast. Can we can we talk about it, maybe? Uh, sure. This was a big bus. Um, we were Less sitting in anxiety the anxiety for fiance. <laughs> we were we were sitting in the very back, um, and the food was surprisingly good. Wait. Well, that's mildly interesting. <laughs> was it like a bar of Toblerone? <laughs> no, but. Uh, we got a uh, we got a chicken thing with uh, a chicken pure... thing. Yeah, is that was... how they described it? They it give you the menu ch- chicken was... thing. Well, they th- there were two options, and by the time they got to us, the chicken thing was the only thing left. So we had chicken <laughs> with um, a sort of pureed pumpkin, uh, which was nice. Um, they just pretty, poured out a can of baby food on it. Uh, yeah, it had that consistency. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, a fairly unremarkable couscous salad, um, a hunk of Swiss cheese, and a little a little cake thing. I don't remember what the flavor was, but it was a, good. A cake thing. Yeah, this is <laughs> if if we're gonna launch the Cranky Chef podcast, I think we need to do some more work here. Well, I can tell you about all the carbonara that I ate uh, in oh, Rome, okay. and we, you know, then uh, the Chef podcast would be great. But oh. yeah, hard to get excited about a little rectangular block of cake. Um, uh, but it was pretty good, uh, uh, for, for airplane food. I had a refreshing can of Swiss beer. Uh, I can't pronounce the name. Oh, but Um, try. It'll be fun. Nope. Uh, something. Yeah. Uh, later on, they brought us a very, very heavy, savory quiche, um, very dense Mm. and, uh, some chocolate. So, uh, no, not Toblerone. (laughs) Just just, Swiss uh, chocolate. Square block okay. of Swiss chocolate. Something delicious. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. The, the meal exceeded my expectations and was, you know, pretty delightful. See, how, how hard was that to throw a little bit in there? On that? Uh, sure, sure. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right so w- would you tell people to travel internationally right now with COVID and everything? You, you've done it. What, what would you say? Uh, yes. Um, as long as you keep in mind that anything can change, um, and you have to keep up to date with the rules, um, it can be completely worthwhile. Um, if your risk calculus allows it and you're fully vaccinated, um, I would say go for it. It will be worthwhile. I had, uh, some incredible experiences. Uh, I rode a Vespa through the hills of Tuscany. It was fantastic. Um, great time all around. All right. There it is, people. You heard it here. Dave says, if you're anal and need to plan everything, do not travel. <laughs> no? Maybe that wasn't Not it. what I said. Not what no, I you said. Got, you got you to go with the flow a little bit, though. I mean, <laughs> things can change, but it's not. you're not going to get stranded somewhere. So, right. You know. Yeah, you're not going to get stranded, but things can change. All right. So that's it. Dave says COVID's over. 
and wants you to board a flying bus to a faraway land. I also did not say that, um, okay. but yes. Well, you need to be more clear. I'm clearly... <laughs> uh, COVID is not over, but yes, board the buses and travel wherever they'll have you. All right. Well, that's I, I don't know what you're saying. You're just very unclear. So we'll just assume that Dave's saying everything's fine. Anyway, our release schedule is going to be a bit weird here for the holidays. Uh, but stay tuned for the Cranky Talk Holiday Special, which Dave says is going to be good. So it's 50-50 chance? I, I don't know. Wow. Thank you for the vote of confidence. Thanks for tuning in to Cranky Talk. We'll be back with more deep dives and helpful tips for these turbulent times. And one last time today, let's thank the 2022 Cranky Network Awards sponsors. Can we get a round of applause, Dave? Can we put yeah. that? Can you? Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was pretty sad. But anyway, listen, if you would <laughs> like to join this star-studded group, send a note to cna-sponsor at crankyflyer.com. And I, I don't know this for sure, but I believe Boeing said uh, sponsors get free airplanes. <laughs> no wait i don't think that's right well again welcome to the last episode of yeah. uh, cranky talk we have been sued into oblivion <laughs> okay all right no free airplanes everyone calm down but you know whatever still also uh by the way if you want to be on the list to learn more about individual ticket sales if they end up happening which Still not sure if we're going to have much there, but uh, go to crankyflyer.com slash CNA notify. That's CNA, like Cranky Network Awards, notify, and you can put your name on a list. Uh, and if you'd like to be a sponsor of this podcast, uh, let us know. Email us at advertise at crankyflyer.com. And please remember to leave us a five-star rating. This helps others find our podcast. Now, where should they email if they would like to be a sponsor of Cranky Chef? Uh, that's uh, we can talk about that next episode. That's no reply. <laughs> at, oh, okay. All right. If you have suggestions for what you'd like us to cover in a future show, let us know via email at info at crankyconcierge.com, or you can find us on Twitter or Facebook at Cranky Concierge. If you're looking for the top daily airline news stories, you can subscribe to Cranky Daily at crankydaily.com.